Satan's ways are no match for the grace of God. A young university student yelled at a team of Gideons who were distributing testaments outside the university in Mexico City, Mexico. I'm a Satanist. I follow Satan. He had taken a testament, saw what it was, and became enraged. He continued to shout and taunt the men. Finally, he told them he would show them just what he thought of their book, and he proceeded to try to set it on fire with his cigarette lighter. Try as he might, the testament would not ignite. The student tried several times, and he tried it over and over again, and it just wouldn't catch on fire. He quieted down. He became afraid. The student had never been seen anything like this before, and he left quickly. About 15 minutes later, he returns, and he apologizes to the Gideons. He realized that this must be a supernatural book. The men began to witness and share the gospel with this student from the back of the Testament. And before he left that morning, he had prayed to accept Jesus as his Savior. The story doesn't end there. While all of, these, all of this was going on, three other young men were watching. And after the Satanists left, they came up and said, we want to know what's going on. We know that guy as a well-known Satanist. The Gideons explained what had happened and shared the plan of salvation with those three men, and they all three now uh, uh, prayed to accept Christ. Brothers and sisters, the Gideons International receives incredible testimonies like this on a regular basis. That is why we serve, to see people turn to Christ. For many of you, when you hear the name Gideon, you may think of Bibles that you see in hotels. But the Gideons International is so much more than that. Since 1899, our object has been to win others for Christ by helping Christian businessmen and professional men strengthen their testimony and increase their influence for Christ in the homes, in the workplaces, and in the church. I seem to be echoing a little. Will that help? Maybe? I'll just ignore it. Uh, the Gideon's vision is to stand firm in one spirit, with one mind, side by side for the faith of the gospel of Jesus Christ. With each other, with the auxiliary, uh, which is our wives, and with the church. As Paul writes in Philippians chapter 1, verse 27, he writes, Only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am, ab am absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit, with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. One of the things I like best about that verse is that he doesn't have to be there, but he hears about their witness for Christ. And uh, that, that's what I, I hope for the church, that they hear about the witness for the Christ. Since the early days of the ministry, our purpose has been sharing the gospel. As Gideons, we are part of the local church. Uh, we work with believers like you to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. As a natural outgrowth of maturing in Christ and strengthening our testimonies, we and our wives place Bibles in designated traffic lanes of life. We place them in hotels, motels, hospitals, nursing homes, crisis centers, doctor's offices, dentist's offices. We also give testaments to students in schools and colleges, to prisoners, to fire and police, uh, to medical personnel, 
as well as men and women in the armed forces. And typically, each year, uh, we give out 100,000 scriptures to the men and women in the armed forces. Since 1908, we've placed over 2.5 billion scriptures around the world. We encourage our men and our wives to share the gospel at least once a week using these small testaments, like this. You've probably seen them in other colors, but this one is called a personal worker's testament. This is one that the Gideon themselves purchase and use it for witnessing. We tell someone about Christ, we leave them with the word of God in their hand to read on their own. So we're, we're encouraged to do that on a regular basis. Uh, today, we are organized in 200 countries, territories, and possessions, and publish scriptures in more than 109 languages. Last year, by God's grace, we touched over 29 million people uh, with a copy of God's word, and this during COVID shutdown. We also have a Bible app on your phone right here. It's free. You can download it from uh, your app store. Just type in Gideon Bible, and uh, you can use it. Uh, I use this one really regularly. I think I've gotten into the habit of taking it to church with me, which is a habit I think I want to break. But, but my family listened to three chapters every night read to us by this. You know, we just lay back and we just concentrate and we listen and we use that Bible app for that purpose. Uh, and we listen to scripture. We just finished Malachi last night for the fourth time uh, through, all the way through scripture, having it read to us three verses at a time. And then we have family prayer. So uh, that's, that's just a good way of keeping the Bible going and keeping it active in our family. We, uh, uh, this, this Bible app, uh, if, if you're multilinguistic, I guess, it has 1,752 languages. So it's, it's really useful year round. And, and I just discovered here not too long ago that it actually has Cherokee in the New Testament. We've distributed also 80,000 scriptures in countries with restricted access. People sometimes ask, does anyone other than a Christian ever read these Bibles? And just simply put, yes. So let me tell you about one remarkable event. Herbert Opelik was a rabbi of rabbis. With three earned PhDs, he was on the faculty of the Harvard Divinity School and the dean of the largest rabbinical school in Brooklyn, New York. As a child, he had shown a talent for languages, and by the time he was 13, Herbert had memorized the entire Torah in the original Hebrew. In earning his degrees, he also became fluent in Latin, Greek, and Aramaic. And he, he studied the New Testament in its original language uh, so that in his own words, I might know my enemy. Not exactly someone you'd put on the top 10 list of someone who's going to accept Christ as their savior. But God had other plans for Rabbi Opelik. He was in Boston on a fundraising trip for the rabbinical school uh, when Delta Airlines lost his luggage. He was sitting in a hotel, bored, frustrated, and he began to open the drawers and to find something to read. 
he found a Bible that had been placed there by the Gideons. And he said, I knew it would be there. But I thought, well, why not? So this time he picked it up and he started reading in the book of John. He got to chapter 3 and he read about the rabbi, Nicodemus. And he read the following words in John 3, 3. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And then as he further read in verse 5, it says, Unless one is born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. This time something remarkable happened. His eyes began to tear up. His whole body began to shake. He said, my mind was racing frenetically back and forth. I don't know what was, what was happening. Today I believe that for the first time in my life, I encountered the Holy Spirit. I got down on my knees and accepted Jesus, believed in my heart that he was Lord, and spent the rest of the night comparing the Old Testament prophecies of the Messiah with their fulfillment in Jesus Christ. Rabbi Opelek then became Reverend Herbert Opelek and ran a Christian rescue mission in Merced, California until the Lord called him home a few years ago. So yes, people do read the scriptures other than Christians. 80% of the scriptures we give to people are given to students from the fifth grade through college. Gideons around the world are going to places you might be surprised to learn about, and so let me share one in Peru. Giryama Zapata received a testament from a Gideon at an engineering university in Peru, and after reading it, he accepted Jesus Christ as his savior. Eventually, Giryama got a job as a petroleum engineer in a small village in northern Peru, which was believed to be a stronghold of witches and warlocks. His pastor told him that he would be the first missionary going out from his church, and he prepared him by helping him uh, learn to do uh, Bible lessons, Bible study lessons. So once on his new job, Guillermo put out a sign saying, mining engineer gives free Bible lessons. No one came. One day, it began to rain very hard, and the water started flooding into his little room. In desperation, he began bailing the water out with a bucket, throwing it out the front door. Uh, suddenly, a dirty, mangy dog ran into his room and grabbed his testament by the teeth and ran back out the door. Kiriyama chased the dog, trying to save his copy of God's word. But before he could reach him, the dog ran into a shack of a well-known witch doctor. Yayama decided that he wasn't going to follow him in there. About two weeks later, someone knocked on his door. It was that witch doctor. He asked Yayama about the Bible lessons, and he wanted to learn about God's word. The witch doctor said that one rainy day, a stray dog carrying a little blue book into his hut he opened it and began to read about the sin of idolatry. As he read, he began to sense something missing in his life, and he wanted to know what he needed. Guillermo shared about God's amazing love and forgiveness, and the warlock accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. He went, then went on to lead the rest of his family. Isaiah 55, 11 says that, So shall my word be that goes out from my mouth, that it shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose, and it shall succeed in the thing that I sent it. 
The promise of 5511 is being fulfilled. God's word does not return empty as men and women and boys and girls come to Christ through reading scriptures placed by the Gideons. Here in the United States, we're very active in sharing testaments with college students, many of whom will be the future leaders of this country. In August, when NSU was kicking off, well, we had the opportunity to share 400 scriptures with the, the new students that were signing up. Uh, in uh, Brockport College, Randy Bjork uh, was a young student there, and he was offered a testament from the Gideons. He answered, yeah, whatever. And sometimes that's kind of the response we get, but it's not a rebuke against us, it's a rebuke against Christ. Randy had been raised in a Christian home, but had rebelled. When he went to college, he was heavily involved in drugs and alcohol. That morning, he was actually on his way to a pub at the student union to begin drinking when he met a Gideon. About three months later, when Randy reached rock bottom, which is where that drugs and alcohol typically take you, he started reading that testament. It took him about a month, but he read all the way through it. When he got to the back and read the plan of salvation, Randy got down on his knees and asked God to forgive him and pledged his life to Jesus. He went on to become an honor student and eventually an executive with Eastman Kodak Company. He joined the Gideons right after graduating from college and went on to serve in the Gideon leadership for four states as he traveled with the Eastman Kodak. He had a son who became a pastor. He has traveled around the world to train Gideons and continues to have an impact for Jesus as a member of the Gideons International. Randy not only became a business leader, but he became an outstanding witness for the Lord. You may be interested to know that we also have means to reach the younger students in America. Programs that we have now, it's, it's difficult for the Gideons to get into the school systems. I think the school systems oftentimes are afraid that they'll be sued uh, for letting people come in and bring, quote, religion into their programs. So we have what's called a uh, life book. This life book is, uh, is available to youth pastors and pastors to give out to their uh, high school students, and it's shared peer-to-peer. -peer. Uh, there's no charge for it. You go out on the website, and the website is listed in that, uh, I don't have one, in that pamphlet that I handed out. It's got the website in it, so if you're interested in getting them to your high school students, uh, for them to pass out, uh, then we'll buy them for you. Uh, they're free. Since 19 or since 2010, over 29 million copies of this life book has been distributed uh, peer to peer. Uh, it comes in both the Gospel of John and the Gospel of Mark. So there's two different ones, and it's provided to Christian youth and 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 pastors. This avenue of distribution strengthens our long-standing programs of placing the Word of God in the hands of young people. We praise God for the open doors across Asia where one out of every three people live. Despite increasing opposition from radical Hindus, the doors are still open in India. We have 900 chapters with over 25,000 Indian Gideons and auxiliary touching 
nearly 1.5 million people every month with a copy of God's Word. The most anywhere in the world today. In, our, in, in all of our countries around the world, we have indigenous members, missionaries who live in their native countries. Why is this important? Christians who live in these countries know the language and they know the people. And it makes it certainly a lot easier for them to spread the gospel and to pass out scripture. So that's the way the Gideons are organized. We have camps all over the world in those 200 countries and territories and possessions. And those Gideon camps then distribute the word. But one of the major sources for funding for those is the church. In southern India, heavy rains in October through December often lead to flooding. Kathira, a 12-year-old girl, lived in a remote village in that area. Her whole village was flooded and her house was destroyed. One day she was walking through the floodwaters and unknowingly touched a live electric wire and it shocked her into unconsciousness. And everyone thought she was dead. Her family was desperate and could do nothing but weep. Her older 14-year-old sister had been given a testament a few days earlier at school. And she had read in the book of Mark that, Je that Jesus had healed a paralyzed man who was lowered through a roof. And he shared, she shared the story with her parents, and they thought for a while and then decided that they would pray to this Jesus uh, that he might revive Kathirga. God answered the prayer, and, and she was revived back to full consciousness. The whole family rejoiced, and they realized that Jesus is the only God and decided to follow him. So the whole family is now Christian. It's so easy for us to obtain Bibles that it's hard to understand just how precious a copy of God's Word is to so many around the world. A few years ago, Gideons went to the Philippines for a scripture blitz to help the local Gideons give testaments to students in some of the 